Welcome to the Win Daily Show. I am Michael Vazil. I got my buddy Nick is here with me at Sticks Picnic. Mr. Mustachioed Man, how are you tonight? I am doing well. Yeah, fresh stash. That's for the show and for I don't know, maybe the the near future. But it's uh, it feels good to talk about running backs. I know we've been talking a ton of football internally and with our Discord guys. We got a yep. best ball draft going on at Drafters, I believe the app is called. But we'll yeah, I've uh, never used this one before. Where did this Where did this come from? I think they're new. Someone in the Discord recommended it. Maybe we could talk to them, get a partnership signed up or something to get people more free money when they sign up. But best ball is great. Obviously, I, I love it. Um, we're doing a slow draft, so it's eight hours per pick. Some guys, <clears throat> Jason, are taking all the time. He just picked Keenan Allen. Oh, he there did? we go, live on the air. All yeah, right, well. there we go. Thanks, okay. Jay. Appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, it's. I kind of like this slow draft thing. I've never done it before. I told some of my buddies, I was like, yeah, we're in this draft where it's literally like I could fall asleep and still wake up and have just enough time. And I expect that to happen at this point, um, <laughs> you know, with, uh, with the amount of time we've taken today. Uh, I'm still up in a couple picks, it looks like. Oh, you're up. Yeah, oh, so today's show is running backs, and that is what I went very heavy on to start. I went with Saquon Barkley, fourth overall. Not sure how yeah, he called the fourth. that was BS. That made no yeah. sense. I love it. Someone would uh, maybe someone took Lamar Jackson earlier or something. I don't remember nope. what it was. Uh, Jason took uh, Derrick Henry, I think three. Uh, that's his boy. So, yeah, he's he talks about him all the time. He's got to stand by him. I mean, In a best ball format, Derrick Henry makes sense because you know you never know what day he's going to score two, three touchdowns and run for two hundred yards. We saw it many times, so he could be a game changer there. I just would have taken the the fifteen point floor of Barkley every single day and get some upside mm-hmm. later in the draft. But I cannot fault a guy for drafting Derrick Henry. And then uh, I think I my can. second over, round, I went over Saquon Barkley. I can, and, and we'll, yeah. we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah. Then I went Clyde Edwards Hilaire, second round. There's 13 teams. It's just like kind of like rotisserie baseball. It's just the most points. You go up the standings that way. You're not actually playing against anybody. Then James Conner or Mark Andrews in the third. I reached on a tight end because they were going like hotcakes. And then James Conner in the fourth, and I'm up right now. But uh, Michael, how was your draft? Who do you got so far? Um, pretty, I, I enjoy it. It's interesting. Uh, the, there was no running backs where I keep picking. It's kind of a little frustrating from that perspective. So I did snag Aaron Jones, which is nice. Uh, but I have Devonte Adams, Juju Smith, Schuster and Cooper cup. So I think Ooh. my wide receivers are pretty solid yeah, at this point in time. Um, and I do, and I am happy with Aaron Jones. I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not angry about it. My two favorite words in sports right behind game seven are contract year. So he, I know everyone's kind of down on green Bay. I still think they're going to just completely hand him the ball constantly because, Oh, somebody's already popping in. Um, not gonna, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Periscope user. Uh, really do appreciate that. Um, oh, telling God. us to draft your breeze. So yeah, we'll maybe, right. maybe later, maybe cool. later. it's a little too high. It's a little <laughs> too high right now, but, um, no, I'm excited. This should be fun. And I, again, I'm, I'm really excited to make my final pick, go to sleep and then wake up knowing that I get to continue this football draft. So I'm pretty excited, but tonight we are here. We are talking a couple weeks ago. We did quarterbacks last week. We were supposed to do running backs. Nick forgot. I didn't Nick forgot. Um, but we just pushed it. We said, you know what, Nick, it's okay. You're so busy. You're about to make us all hundreds and millions of dollars. So we'll let you do your thing and we will move on. So we just decided to push it a week. Next week, we will be doing running or wide receivers. The following week, we will do be doing tight ends. Uh, we might be doing a couple more of these on the Wednesday nights. Obviously, C and I have the Thursday show, which you're of course are on a lot of the time as well. So we thought, you know what, let's just, let's do something very fantasy football focused. So obviously we're doing a draft right now. Um, we will uh, definitely be be talking about the draft throughout, depending. I mean, 
I don't know, maybe someone takes an hour and we really don't get to it, but we are here to talk about running backs and I'm definitely excited. So as we did with quarterbacks, we're really just going to be looking at the top running backs, you know, the top one, two, you know, RB threes, potentially some of your backups as well. And just really seeing where they're being drafted, who you like in particular, especially against the people being drafted around them and, and really how you, you know, you're kind of letting this thing flesh out, especially I think it's cool that we are actually doing a draft while we're doing this. So it's not just kind of spoken words. It is actually being put into system. So uh, yeah, man, are you ready? I'm ready. I am a hundred percent. Let's let's rock and roll. Um, so, Oh wait, uh, we have Zach. Um, no, no, Zach, he will not shave his mustache. We are sorry about that. People are comment <laughs> already commented on the mustache. We've only been doing this a couple minutes. So um, well, he doesn't want Montgomery and he took him right before <laughs> me. So I had to pick a wide receiver don't, because Demont was gone. The stash is worth it, man. It's so much more important than David Montgomery. I promise you that. So uh, just jumping into it. I mean, the top three, four, five, essentially, it's, you know, maybe order at that point. But I mean, we have Christian McCaffrey, one overall, average ADP of 1.04. So he's very even rarely being taken second overall. We have Saquon at 2.2, Ezekiel at 2.1. I'm sorry, Ezekiel at 3.3, Dalvin Cook at 4.9, and Alvin Kamara at 5.7. I mean, this is pretty standard i'm assuming obviously we already saw jason take derrick henry with the third overall which makes no sense and i think someone else in our draft took zeke over saquon so i mean of this top five what are you looking at and i mean are what's the order i guess you're putting them in uh, right now this is i mean it's telling i know every year it's usually like this a couple years ago we kind of had a a lot of people saying that you should fade rbs and get your top wide receivers right off the bat maybe in ppr that is the case but it's very telling right here the first five picks in every single draft are going to be running backs so Mm -hmm. if you got a top five pick you're probably going to take one of these top dogs i wouldn't argue with you at all i think the running back class is so thin and once you get past you know like nick chubb austin eckler josh jacobs Mm -hmm. miles sanders we'll we'll get to those guys but after that it falls off quick like there's not many players in the nfl that are going to be you know quote-unquote bell cows so i'm all about getting one of these top guys first I don't know if I would take McCaffrey first overall. I'm, like, how can you not? But I don't know. I just got a bad feeling. So one, he just takes such a beating. He gets so much usage. It's got to slow down someday. If I had one, one, uh, or one, one pick in my fantasy draft, I would try to trade down a little bit. Maybe like you know, swap a tenth rounder for their seventh rounder and move up from like one down to five or six somewhere in that mid range. We can get one of these other guys. I just don't think I want to invest in Christian McCaffrey, but I would not blame anybody if they did. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is going to check down just like Kyle Allen and whoever the hell else mm-hmm. played quarterback for him last year. It's going to be a disaster. They're going to be chasing points often. So it should be the same McCaffrey we always see. I don't know. I just, there's got to be regression every single category that it had last year. Would you agree? I mean, it was insane. Wasn't he 1,000, 1,000 last year? Oh, and now Nick leaves me. Nick, where'd you go, man? Why'd you leave me? Well, he was 1,000, 1,000 last year, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm really excited. I mean, I think, uh, and I'm probably just going to say this again as Nick comes back on. So thanks for watching, everybody. Really appreciate it. I'm sure he'll come back around. But McCaffrey was 1,000, 1,000 last year. And I do think that there's a really great opportunity that he does do that again. As Nick was saying, I mean, Kyle Allen was throwing to him. Will Greer was throwing to him. And uh, oh yeah, Cam Newton was throwing to him. So clearly not really too, too much talent. You know, I'm kind of on the Cam Newton is done train, but not too much talent really going on there. And he's back. So as I was telling the audience, as you left us there for a couple seconds, um, uh, Will Greer, Kyle Allen and Cam Newton. And I'm not a really big fan of Cam Newton. I think he's pretty close to done, if not finished. 
those are the quarterbacks. I do think Teddy Bridgewater is a step above all three of them, probably all three of them combined. And I mean, I don't know, like why, what's, do I think he goes 1000, 1000 again? No, probably not, but there's still, he's still probably going to be the most valuable fantasy player depending on what Lamar Jackson does. Yeah, no, I agree. I just, I don't want to be stuck with them, but it's a good problem to have, I guess, you know, I- Nick. Figure your internet out, man. I'm excited to hear what he has to say, but if he's never going to be here, I mean, we can't even have a conversation. We're just having trying to have a conversation. I don't know. Well, thanks for, you know, the few people that are still sticking around. I do think it's going to be really interesting if Nick ever comes back. But, I mean, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, I'm a huge fan of Saquon being a Giants fan, so I'm excited to see what he does and how he does it again. I mean, Daniel Jones should be a little bit better. Buddy, buddy, what are you doing to me? You're killing me. I'm I'm direct plugged in, too. I don't understand that. killing me. I'm going to have to just close this draft or something. Maybe my bandwidth is through the roof. I don't get it, but uh, it is what it know. is. But so Christian McCaffrey, I mean, we all understand again, if, if that's the worst you can do, I think you're going to be just, just fine. Um, how do you feel again about that Zeke and Saquon? I mean, we've already seen it today. Someone actually takes Zeke over Saquon. I personally wouldn't. Um, I have Zeke, uh, Zeke in a, a, a keeper league that I'm very, very happy with, but how, how do you feel about those two uh, being two, three in, in, in most places? Give me Saquon all day. I mean, he was a stud last year when healthy. I know it took him a little bit when he came back from that injury, but he ended the season on an absolute tear. That's just who he is, and he had no offensive line last year. We talked about a couple days ago. They improved the offensive line as much as they possibly could for the most part. There's just no one that is that talented like Saquon Barkley. He's Mm -hmm. built like a brick shithouse. I'll say it on the air. I don't know if I can or not, but whatever. All right. (laughs) But yeah, give me Saquon. I'm a Saquon truther. I love him. He's just a freak athlete. Going to catch the ball, going to run the ball. I I love it with the offensive line. It's it's the best situation that Saquon's ever had. Zeke's going to be a stud too, but you know, Mike McCarthy, I looked at a lot of his old, you know, game scripts and everything. He throws the ball a ton and he's got a ton of wide receivers to work with, you know, arguably Mm -hmm. as good as the, the Packers wide receivers when Jordy was there, maybe not, you know, that good. But if CD lamb is that good, those three Gallup, CD lamb and Amari Cooper are absolute studs. Obviously you're going to go to Zeke, but I don't know. Just give me Saquon. He's the face of that team, the face of that offense and should have a big, big year. I would say, I mean, Mike McCarthy, did he ever have a running back like Ezekiel Elliott? I don't think he's ever really had anyone. I mean, of that caliber it off the top of my head, at least. No, I mean, Aaron Jones is the best one, and he really didn't get that much playing time with McCarthy. Say. It was him and Jamal. And uh, I mean, Eddie Lacy, I know he won hey. one overall years ago. Um, I think I actually was guilty of drafting him one one overall a couple of years back. But yeah, no, nothing like Zeke Elliott. No, I don't think so. So definitely uh, excited to see how that one shakes out again. Somehow you end up getting Saquon at four, which is just BS and is kind of unfair, but it is what it is. Um, so then going to the next two that are kind of clumped together, we have Dalvin Cook at four, um, right around five, uh, ADP around right around five, Al Kamara ADP about five and a half. So again, they're right there, neck and neck. Um, Kamara, contract year, Dalvin Cook contract year i mean everyone seems to be up for running backs this year which makes it exciting in my book we know they're probably going to be on the field a little bit longer uh i i have dalvin cook going over i think 1100 rushing yards so i'm excited to see what he does but how do you feel about these two moving forward um just kind of i guess in this you know tier one triple a let's call it at this point i mean you cannot go wrong with either of them I personally, in this choice, I mean, if you're playing a PPR or half-point PPR, I think that Alvin Kamara is the absolute smash play. I think his touchdowns are going to come back to where they were two years ago last year. He barely scored at all. 
I mean, he, he's their second best receiver. I don't care if they have Emmanuel Sanders on the team. If anything, I think Emmanuel Sanders makes the defense respect the pass a little bit more in the red zone because last year is more of a stack box and just everybody goes to Michael Thomas. And then Jared mm-hmm. Cook ended up having a big year in the red zone. But you got to love a Gary Kubiak running back and Delvin Cook. And like you said, contract year, I don't think they'll re-sign him because they got Madison and Boone. I like both those guys. They're just going to let Delvin run, you know, run him to the ground. And here's a good stat from last year. I know Stefanski's gone, but I think that he's pretty much just a puppet of Kubiak. Out of every single team in the NFL, the team that gave their running back the most opportunities in the red zone, and this is 74. 70.6% of the red zone opportunities for a team was the Minnesota Vikings. The next was the Steelers. So we'll get to my boy, James mm-hmm. Conner in a bit. And then the Cowboys with Zeke. So I think the Cowboys go down a little bit just because the pass heavy nature of Mike McCarthy. Mm-hmm. But I think Kubiak's going to run the offense very similar to as Stefanski did, maybe a little more passing. We see a little bit more Thielen than we did last year, but I don't really trust him as a wide receiver one anyway. But either way, I mean, both running backs are a stud. If you're in a standard league, Dalvin Cook probably has a little bit more touchdown equity, so I'd lean him. But I'm all in on Alvin Kamara this year. I, it just feels right. I got him projected for, I think, 11 touchdowns, so it's not necessarily the year he had in 18, but mm-hmm. it's way better than what he had last year. Yeah, last year I remember um, I got him real early and it didn't work out very well. I made it to the championship game. Someone told me to play Mike Boone over um, uh, Melvin Gordon <laughs> and I lost, uh, which was pretty unfortunate. And uh, did you was, actually play Mike Boone over him? Yes, it stings. Oh. It's it still stings. I mean, I made the decision, but enough people are like, "Yeah, that's a good idea," and it wasn't a good idea. It was a bad idea. Thanks, Justin. Um, moving <laughs> on, we can talk about. So that's those are the top five picks, as you said. In pretty much every draft, it looks like at this point, it is going that way. Just to hop over to wide receiver, the one wide receiver that is average ADP um, within the top five is Michael Thomas. So, and it's right at like four point nine four. So a few people are taking him at four. It looks like most people. Um, are not i mean how do you feel about michael thomas in the top five knowing again there's really only 10 12 maybe running backs that you can really rely on and and to use your words as a bell cow versus you know maybe taking michael thomas who of course was the best wide receiver in the league i mean in history last year i think with most catches but how do you think that translates do you think they do it again um considering his statistics no, I, I don't think they do it again. He's obviously the best fantasy wide receiver in football, no doubt about that, especially in a PPR league. I mean, I don't think he's got breakaway speed or, or burner type, you know, going to catch a 50-yard go route and take it to the house and completely change your week. He does it with volume. You know, he mm-hmm. gets eight catches minimum a game. I think his Vegas yep. props, like towards the end of the year, obviously he was going for a record, so that's inflated, and you got to value that a little bit. But it was like 10 and a half a week. Like that catch prop is insane. And the juice was on the over too. So like, if you took the over, you weren't even getting your money back. So that is alarming, but I don't know. I mean, again, I I mentioned Emmanuel Sanders. That's obviously going to take some targets away from Michael Thomas. And I have Alvin Kamara projected so high. I think, you know, I think he's going to have a big year. I think that's their number one focus in their offense. Obviously Michael Thomas is amazing too, but I don't know. I don't think you're ever going to recreate what he did last year. It was awesome. If you had him, great if you get him again this year in PPR great but to me it's not worth the price of losing out especially you know most of us do a snake draft so mm-hmm. if you're drafting six you know how many picks you have to wait till you're going to get another running back and then you're looking at I don't know who the hell you're looking at you maybe David Montgomery's your RB1 I don't <laughs> like him that much yeah. I hope he's your RB2 or your flex if you if you like rocking three running backs but it, it's like we talked about with quarterbacks when you're reaching on them you're losing on so much mm-hmm 
value, if you want to call it yeah. that, on the running back spot. Because this year, I mean, everybody's saying it, no matter who, what site you're going to, it's, it's the year of the thin running back. So you got to get one, in my opinion. It is absolutely going thin. I mean, we even, you know, we talked about quarterbacks a couple weeks ago. There's two within the top 13, top 14. That's obviously yeah. Jackson and uh, Mahomes. But I think, you know, running back, ab- absolutely. It's it's very obvious. So it essentially looks like the draft is shaking out in, in at least the, what is what is the site we got this from? NFC? What what exactly is this? C yeah. and I were talking about it last night. You said it's the only one to pay attention to. The NFFC, yeah, it's the National Football Fantasy Football Championships. Like mostly high stakes players going here. So you could use the uh, the FFPC as the other one. Maybe I don't. I don't know a lot of this acronyms out there. Was, but yeah, yeah, this is my favorite one. It's the one I trust the most. The guys that are putting up the most money. That and mm-hmm. there's great leagues on here too. If you're trying to get some drafts and you think you can get some value early, because you you know where some guys are going right now, great time to jump in and do it. But and and the site's updated every day because they're running yeah. so many drafts every single day. So if someone's starting to boost, you know their mm-hmm. their steam a little bit, you'll see it on here and and it's reflected there. So that's Love why it. I like to do it. It's, yeah. it's updated every single day and it's by people that are really paying money to do this instead of just some random mock drafts yeah. on yeah, ESPN just not, or whatever. Some randos that eventually just kind of switch to auto draft anyway. So really, essentially, the top six it looks like it's going McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke Elliott. Actually, then Michael Thomas um, looks like he's going fourth overall, at least by the way this shakes out. Uh, Dalvin Cook, actually Dalvin Cook, Michael Thomas, I apologize, take that back. And then Alvin Kamara coming in after that. And then it starts, to, then the numbers start to, you know, become a little, little different here. So just kind of hopping down the list a little bit further. So now at the sixth rank, or at least the sixth taken overall running back, we have Derek Henry at 8.34. We have Joe Mixon at seven at point. Eight six overall. Um, those are the only you know, these top seven guys are the only ones going in the top ten within this average ADP range. How do you feel about these last two, Joe Mixon um, and Derrick Henry? I know we know Jason loves loves Derrick Henry, but how do you feel about him, uh, especially against Joe Mixon right there, kind of neck and neck at the eight nine spot? Joe Mixon is climbing up the draft boards. When I first looked at the, this in like March, he was like eleven or twelfth. Nick Chubb was above him. Aaron Jones was above him. This was before the draft. So AJ Dillon going to Green mm-hmm. Bay. Obviously, people are a little bit more down on Aaron Jones than they were a couple months ago. Um, give me Mixon. I, I I love Joe Mixon. Um, I don't. He's been my DFS sleeper every single time that no one plays him. He goes off for me and completely flips my week. So I love that. I'm going to play a favorite. But Derrick Henry. I mean, I was on the fade Henry train all the time last weekend or last year, not because. I thought he would fail. It just, I couldn't do it. I didn't want to pay his price for a guy that doesn't catch passes. And he just kept scoring touchdowns and running for 200 yards. Mm -hmm. And it killed me some weeks, but Joe Mixon, he's my favorite. I mean, he's going to be involved in the passing game. I think he's going to get way more targets. I got him projected for five and a half targets per game, which I need to bump down a little bit because not many running backs do that. So I think I'll probably get him in like four and a quarter per game, but I, I don't see Giovanni Bernard really doing anything in that offense anymore. He's getting old. He's always hurt. Uh, he doesn't have, you know, tackle breaking ability. Joe Mixon's just a freak. I love Joe Mixon and they need to take some pressure off of Joe Burrow. Cause that offensive line cannot protect him. So I see mm-hmm. a lot of check downs, a lot of short passes and just lean on Joe Mixon. I mean, they've given him like 27 carries before in a game and he does just fine. Like the guy's yep. a rock, get him. He's definitely something, man. Uh, he is definitely something to say the least. So I'm, I'm definitely curious to have, see how that shakes out. I, as well as you, have been on the fake Derrick Henry train. A couple years ago, it was, all right, he's a November, December kind of running back. Last year, obviously, he was great all season long, winning the Russian yeah. title with over 1,500 yards in only 15 games. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's just, I don't know. I'm, 
unless he's the only one there, I'm definitely going to wait. But as we said, somehow Jay picked him over Saquon for well, some a, reason. But it's a better system for Derrick Henry. I mean, Vrabel's going to run the hell out of the ball. Their offensive line should be healthy again. Um, but, you know, and, and they don't yep. pass often. Let's I'll just kind of yeah. pull up my chart here on no, it makes Titans. Sense. Yeah, I mean, they use the running back in the red zone 60% of the time. Not many teams do that. They rank mm-hmm. seventh there in the NFL last year. Obviously, schemes could change, but they're the same guys in that coaching staff. Yeah. So they're going to run Henry till he can't move anymore. And yeah, yeah, I cannot argue if you got him. Touchdown equities through the roof with that guy. Exactly, exactly. And then so we're going to, I guess, let's call it the next tier, if I may, you know, outside the top 10 within, you know, 10 to uh, 11 to 20 ish. It's a, it's a weird, it's an interesting group. So you have Aaron Jones going overall around 11. Well, Nick Chubb. Can I cut you off real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, after those seven, McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook, Kamara, Henry, and Joe Mixon, I think that's seven right there. Those are the only guys out here that are clear cut, not splitting time. Maybe even Dalvin mm-hmm. Cook splits time. I think they're going to use Madison a lot too. And, and we'll get to that when we talk about, you know, those bottom tier type of guys. I think mm-hmm. Madison has value without Dalvin Cook. But yeah, like after that, the top seven running backs, everybody else is in arguably a timeshare. Maybe not Miles Sanders, maybe not Eckler, but there you go. This draft gets then yep, very exactly. quick at the running back position. And that's exactly what I was just about to say. That's why it gets very weird when we do yeah. move down to like this next tier because, yeah, as you said, I mean, we have Aaron Jones absolutely going to be splitting time in some capacity. They drafted A.J. Dillon. I think they still have Jamal Williams there, who's, yep. who was great when he was on the field last year. I still think Aaron Jones has a significant amount of upside because I don't think they're going to want to pay him. So I think they're going to do whatever they can to give him the ball because he is pretty damn good. I also think he's going to have a little regression. I think he had something like 17 or 18 touchdowns last year. Oh, I don't. Yeah. That's that's difficult to do multiple years in a row, as we were just talking about with Michael Thomas. I don't think he's going to have 150 receptions or whatever that number ended up being. I think there's going to be a little bit of regression with uh, Aaron Jones. As I tell you, he is, you know, the second person that I picked in the draft that we're having right now. I still think he's going to have a good year, but 18 touchdowns. I mean, that's super, super difficult to do two years in a row. So we will see what happens there. But Aaron Jones at 11 ish uh, Nick Chubb at right around 13. Austin Eckler around 15 and a half, Josh Jacobs, 16, Miles Sanders, 16 and change, Kenyon Drake, 17. Out of these guys, you know, as you said before, maybe Austin Eckler doesn't split too much time. We'll see how that goes. Josh Jacobs, I don't think he'll split too much time. The Eagles continuously are in these talks about bringing somebody else in so that Miles Sanders has to split time. Uh, Kenyon Drake, I, you know, Sia doesn't really believe in Chase Edmonds. I'm probably leaning towards him, but I think there will be some sort of timeshare there. Kenyon Drake also in a contract year. So out of this, I guess we'll call this the second tier of running backs, kind of this 10 through 20 range. How do you feel about some of these guys? And again, if you're kind of on the flip side, so say you grab a running back and you get one of those top guys first, who are you then trying to target on this next go around um, within, within your snake draft? I would love to get Josh Jacobs in every draft that I can. I think that that guy's going to be on the field, all three downs. You you may see a little bit of Jalen Richard. Sure. But Josh Jacobs is awesome. And they, like I sent it to you when I was going yes, over the last red year's zone. Chart, that was man. awesome. They use Josh Jacobs in the red zone so much. They pass the ball to him as well. They pass to the running back position, obviously, you know, but I don't know. I love Josh Jacobs. I think with the receiving help that they got and whatever you want to call it, you know, maybe Mariota ends up being the starter. I don't necessarily trust Derek Carr, but someone, if they can just run that offense efficiently enough to, threaten the defense with passing mm-hmm. the ball i think that josh jacobs is in for a huge year i just again it, it's the year of getting bell cows so i really like josh jacobs 
Nick Chubb, absolutely love him. You know, Stefanski, the guy that gave the running back the most opportunities in the red zone out of any team. He's now the offensive coordinator in Cleveland. So Nick Chubb is is really sexy to me, but then you're going to get a ton of Kareem Hunt. Maybe Hunt mm-hmm. goes more to like being a slot wide receiver, but yeah, Jarvis Landry for that. So I don't know. It's It scares me because Hunt outscored Nick Chubb in a lot of PPR mm-hmm. leagues uh, to, from the second half and on. Obviously, yeah, yeah, when he got yeah. off he his suspension. Sanders, absolute freak too. I just don't like all the, the scuttlebutt I'm hearing that they want to share him time. You know, They yep. want to save his legs. They got a couple more years on his contract that they obviously love this guy and he's a big part of their future. But I think Philly needs to go get it now. Like this is a year that that team can – it's just them and the Cowboys in the East for the most yeah. part, right? Washington, yeah. New York shouldn't be a threat. So I think they should use Miles Sanders like – it's a contract year for him, just run him to the ground, but they're probably not going to do that. Um, Eckler, I'm off. I, I hate it. I know so many people are on him. I just I cannot buy into that guy. I, I don't know. Why I not? That after, I don't know. After what he did with Melvin Gordon there, after what he did you know, last year with and without Melvin Gordon, what is it about Austin Eckler? I mean, I don't think Tyrod Taylor or Justin <sighs> Herbert is going to do too much to help him, but, I mean, he was fantastic last year. Well, Tyrod's fine. I mean, LaShawn McCoy, I think, had his one of his best years with Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, like, and that was and a Tyrod, few years ago now. So let's, sure. let's not forget. But, it's, been, it's been, you know, right. a minute since LaShawn McCoy was good. And it's a very long time since Tyrod Taylor was that good. But well, I understand he was never that good, but exactly. he's, he loves checking down. So it's the system thing. And you know that LA loves checking down. I think that's more Phil Rivers than it is the offense. But I don't know. There's something about these little running backs. I, they rubbed me the wrong way. I don't like him. Uh, I, I just don't think Eckler could take a full load for 16 games. I really don't. I have nothing in my back pocket that could support that. It's just my gut feeling. Obviously, mm-hmm. we got to take a stance in fantasy football. I'm taking a stance. I'm anti-Eckler. Out of those 10 through 20, those are really the only guys that I really want are Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, and Josh Jacobs. I don't necessarily know what to think about Fournette. Melvin Gordon, kind of interested in that, but they got oh, we'll a lot get of there. Guys of feed. Yeah. We'll get there. Don't worry. Those we, are my three right the there. Jump in the gun. But I yeah, know, no, I know. I know what you're saying. I think it is very interesting. <laughs> I do know. I mean, I agree with you. I think Nick Chubb is awesome. Um, and I said this to see you last night on the show, and obviously went out on the podcast as well. Don't ever forget that Bill Belichick took Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb. I just think that's really interesting, and should you know at least. We have to remember something bad about him, and I think that's definitely one. That and all the wide receivers, pretty much he's ever drafted, is pretty interesting. Um, Austin Eckler, I do, I agree with you in some contempt, but again, if if you know Josh Jacobs is gone and Miles Sanders is gone and Kenyon Drake's gone, if Austin Eckler's there and it's between him, Leonard Fournette, and Todd Gurley, I'm absolutely taking Austin Eckler over those guys. I don't think he'll drop that far, but I definitely think you know him being you 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 want a starting running back, right? That is one of the things in fantasy football we always need a starting running back in some capacity. And if he's there, I mean, shoot, I'd probably take him in, depending on exactly where it is. I mean, we have the highest he's gone is seven. The lowest he's gone is 27. So obviously there's a little bit of uh, variance there. And I think I use that word correctly, but it's definitely yeah. something that I'm excited to to see. And Kenyon Drake, how do you feel about him? I mean, Sia is all about him. I think he took the over on his yards. He's super excited to see what he does in this offense. Now you add DeAndre Hopkins. So you have pretty solid receiving core now. Kyler Murray in his second year. A little kind of you know read option every once in a while and let Drake run the ball again contract year. So what is it? Is he someone that you're enjoying to pay a little more attention to, or are you kind of you know fading him a little bit as well? No, I, I like Drake. I just wish his price wasn't what I mean. Josh Jacobs is going after him. 
And one, I mean, I would just rather have Josh Jacobs, but mm-hmm. Drake's going to be, he's going to be a make or break type of player. I think getting any piece to this offense is going to be very important because they're going to score and they're going to give up points. So, you know, they're going to play fast. That's just what mm-hmm. Kingsbury does. I mean, they, they play very fast. So, I mean, Drake went off last year. He probably won, yeah. you know, anybody listening, oh, yeah. I'm sure Kenyon Drake was a huge part of your championship roster. If you, you know, whether or not you won, he probably got you there because he was going off towards the end of the season. So I get it. I get the hype. I don't like the offensive line that much. I mean, but it didn't matter last year. It's just they go five wide and they mm-hmm. find lanes for the running back to run through and they use them in the passing game. So I get it. I just think if I'm not going to get Chubb or Josh Jacobs right mm-hmm. in this range and uh, who is it, man, Miles Sanders, they're pretty much all right here in the full ADP list. I would rather wait for a guy I'll touch on later, a guy I drafted in our best ball draft. So obviously, like, I'm – putting my money where my mouth is here. I, mm-hmm. I believe in it. And then Clyde Edwards Hilaire, you know, maybe you could argue that he's a, in a better spot than Kenyon Drake, whether or not he actually gets three downs to work with. I don't know, yep. but he's certainly in a better offense than the Cardinals. But I think this is where I would go wide receiver. If you don't get Nick Chubb, Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs or Miles Sanders, but if you believe in Drake, absolutely go with it, you know, or you can get Kelsey in this range. You can get Tyreek Hill. Give me Tyreek Hill over rolling the dice on, on Kenyon Drake. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to say it's a gamble drafting Drake because we saw it last year, but I don't know. I just, I mean, we see Tyreek Hill every single year. He's consistent. As long as he's healthy, one of the best wide receivers in football, especially in fantasy, because he could blow the top off a of defense and single-handedly win you a week with a 30 point. Week, it's happened you know? to me once or twice, especially having Patrick Mahomes as well. Those are, it's a nice double dip to have there. Uh, and yeah, I did want to bring up a couple of the wide receivers that are going in this range, that 10 to 20 range. We have Devonte Adams going around 13, which honestly seems a little high, kind of weird. Um, minimum seven, maximum 20. So we'll see what happens there. Deandre Hopkins, 13.5 Tyree kill, as you've been saying, you know, as, as you said, he's going around 16 and a half, which is almost exactly, you know, right before Kenyon Drake and where he's going. Uh, Julio Jones and Chris Goblin both around 19 for there. So I think it's definitely interesting. I mean, again, if you if you can't snag one of those few running backs that you were talking about, really, as you said, if I had Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin um, on, on the team, as well as one of those top tier running backs, you know, if you're talking Alvin Kamara and, and Devontae, um, Devontae Adams, I think that's a pretty solid one, too. If you could pull oh, that off, I think that would be pretty damn impressive. So um, as and that's kind of what we'll be doing throughout. And as well as we already talked about the quarterbacks too, going in those top 15. So we have Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes at around 11 and 13.9, respectively. So, I mean, there's a boatload of talent. But as you were saying, there's really that there's that real top tier of running backs. Then it starts to get a little squirrely. And then as we kind of keep falling down the list, it starts to become very questionable to say the best. So, I mean, you know, just in that next range, I mean, Leonard Fournette at 23, Todd Gurley at 29, Melvin Gordon at 30. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't really want any piece of either of these guys. Leonard Fournette doesn't score touchdowns. Isn't very good. Yes, it's his contract year, but whatever. Todd Gurley is just hurt. And Melvin Gordon is going to be splitting a lot of time with Philip Lindsay. So, I mean, I don't know. How do you feel about these three guys and potentially picking them at the top of that third round? Yeah, uh, man, I would love to believe in Gurley. He's just so special. It's just, you know, I don't know. Obviously, something was wrong with his knee last year. But when he was on the field, he was effective. They just didn't give him the ball. Yeah. So, I don't know if they were saving him for a late run. 
obviously that hurt them in the long run. They were kind of, you know, saving their best pitcher for the next game. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like a a high school baseball theory that a lot of coaches do. You know, they think they're going to win game one. Yeah. Or Zach Britton just never coming in. Shout out Buckshow Walter. Come on the pot. But yeah, Fournette. I, as long as they don't trade him, I think he's going to get a ton of work. You know, Minshew mm-hmm. loves yeah. to check down. Fournette caught so many passes last year. I think I got him projected seventh for targets this year. So as long as he doesn't get traded, it, it's great in PPR. I mean, touchdowns have to go up. The guy's a bowling ball. He's an absolute brick shit house. So the touchdowns got to get there. But I don't know. This team's going to be bad. They're tanking for mm-hmm. Lawrence or um, now I'm forgetting the other guy. I always forget. Justin oh, Fields. Justin Field. All right. All right. All right. You do this to me too often. I know. I need to start watching more college football film or something and just get that in my brain here. But Jonathan Taylor is going ahead of Le'Veon Bell. I don't like Le'Veon Bell, but John, or why would Jonathan Taylor be ahead of those guys? Like his, He's skyrocketing up these draft boards since we looked mm-hmm. at this on draft day. Um, but yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and then James Conner. I absolutely love James Conner this year at the price. It's. I think he's going to have a better year than Aaron Jones. There's my hot take right there. They're like 12 picks apart at the running back position. Mm-hmm. I say right now, James Conner has a better season. I'm hoping so. I haven't made a keeper league. And what is it? Let's say to everybody contract year. I think all the, it feels like all the running backs are, are within right? their contract year at this point, which is kind of cool. So I think we are going to have a great, great year for running backs. It's going to be a lot of fun in fantasy. So we'll see how that goes. But I mean, you touched upon a couple of them and now we're really starting to see the, the, the absolute split and carry. So we have Devin Singletary, who's going to be splitting time with Zach Moss, most likely Jonathan Taylor tailback. Who's going to be splitting time with uh, Marlon Mack. You have Le'Veon Bell, who I just think he might be done. Chris Carson is obvious. I mean, I mean, he's been great. He's coming off an injury. Rashad Penny's coming off an injury. They just signed Carlos Hyde. Like that's going to be a, just a very weird back backfield. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. Deandre Swift splitting time with carry Johnson, James Connor. I mean, he might not split too much time. I think they grabbed Tom Anthony McFarlane. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, so. I mean Benny Snell's still there too, and Tomlin yeah, well, said clearly Benny Snell's not doing anything. I think we're well, we're kind of over that. I don't, Tomlin likes him. He said that he he believes in a bell cow running back system. Like these guys need momentum to get going. They need to get hit a little bit to kind of get that adrenaline in. If you ever got punched in the face or something at a bar, kind of get you going a little bit. Like you you become a different person. So I I believe in that in a contact sport. I think James Conner's an absolute freak. The guy's had so much adversity in his life and and a great story recovering from cancer. And here he is as you know one of the top running backs in the nfl in my opinion and just a great system with big ben being back there pittsburgh has always just been a fantasy running back mm-hmm. you know godsend hey, uh, who was the, the old guy with the uh dreadlocks De- d'angelo williams, williams. yeah he just showed when, up and was fantastic yeah. yep it's the same system right now with big Ben back. People are not going to stack the box and tell Mason Rudolph or duck Hodges to beat him because they respect big Ben. He's still a good quarterback as long as he could stay healthy. And as long as James Conner could stay healthy, any running back, it's football, you know, that we all need him to stay healthy. If we draft mm. him, that's, that's great. But just give me James Conner. They use the running back so much in the red zone as well. They always have. I looked years into their system with Tomlin. That's just what it's going to be. And I want all the James Conner I can get. So if you can get one of these huge bell cow backs, in round one, get yourself a top receiver in round two, and then try, you know, I doubt Josh, Josh Jacobs, no way he's falling to you in round three, but then you're kind of faced with that decision. You want to get a wide receiver too. Do you want to roll the dice on Carson? Do you Mm. want the safe floor in PPR of Le'Veon Bell? He's probably always going to get you eight to 10 points. Maybe not much else unless he finds the end zone a couple times, Mm -hmm. or you take right here, take a flyer on 
Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a great offense. They drafted him in the first round. They probably are going to use him. And I know people say he sucks at blocking, but Kansas City never asked their running back to block. Like very rarely when I watched some of their games, when I heard that, I was like, oh man, he is a bad blocker. But mm-hmm. and you go back, they don't really need him to block because Mahomes is mobile and they get rid of the ball so damn fast. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like taking a shot on Hilaire and I love James Conner in this spot. Long I am very long. excited. Uh, I do think Hilaire is definitely going to split sometime. I think D- Damian Williams was a disappointment last year, but I think he was overdrafted. I actually snagged him uh, two years ago uh, at the very end of the season, threw him in, in that Seahawks game. He scored me like 30 something points and I won the fantasy championship. Uh, so that I'm going to li- relive that glory day, like over and over <laughs> oh, in my head. Always living that over, but you know, it's definitely. I think he was absolutely over. I overdrafted him. I think I drafted him as an RB1 last year. That was a mistake, it didn't work out. That league I was absolutely terrible in, so maybe don't pay attention to me. But when it comes to, I guess, more, more on the philosophy side with some of these picks, I mean, as we're talking, you know, Jonathan Taylor, it's a guarantee unless someone gets hurt, he is splitting time. Melvin Gordon, Devin Singletary, DeAndre Swift, uh, Mark Ingram. You know, these guys are all going to split time in some capacity. We don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know which rookie is going to step up. Is it going to be Jonathan Taylor or is Marlon Mack? You know, I think it might be his contract year and we'll see what the heck he he does. Like, what is your philosophy when looking at some of these systems and these schemes to really make sure like, all right, do I want a running back from the system or do I just want the running back from the system? If that question makes sense. Well, for Minnesota, I want a running back. So I'm probably not going to get Dalvin Cook. In many drafts, because I'm all when given the choice, I'm going to choose Alvin Kamara over him, assuming Zeke, Saquon, and McCaffrey mm-hmm. are gone, and I'm forced with the decision Delvin Cook or Kamara. I'm I'm just going to go with my projections here and go with Kamara. But Delvin Cook, hell of a player, hell of a system. But like when I draft Madison later in this uh, best ball draft, I promise you I will draft him and I will reach on him. It's because I want this just a running back in that system you know even when they take delvin cook off the field i think madison is is talented enough and that zone run blocking scheme that kubiak loves to run they're all you know these guys average like four and a half a carry in his system so that's a great spot to be even you know if it's a bye week and you have to put madison in your flex i think you could do way worse than that just hope he gets a touchdown he's going to get you 10 to 12 points in that type of game but if delvin cook goes down madison's going to be a you know a season changer for you so i, I like mm-hmm. that a lot but yeah, it's it's more the system for me. Like, do they get red zone opportunities? And I have that chart that, you know, for the last mm-hmm. three years, what systems, what offensive coordinators really use their running backs in the red zone? Obviously, that means a lot to me. And then do they pass to the running back? Because PPR's gotten so popular now, it's it's never really a standard league. So you got to get guys to catch the ball because Derrick Henry's pretty much the only one that doesn't now. So for the most part, everybody you draft is going to be a pass catcher, I think. Um, but one name here that we're kind of just skipping over, David Johnson. Is he a bell cow? Because we talked about so many guys splitting time, and then David Johnson, a lot of freak injuries, but last year it's a back, so it's like that's kind of alarming in my opinion. But I don't know. That's an offense that's going to move the ball quickly. They're going to score a lot of points. They always have, and they've never they got really rid of their them. top target. So Yeah, you know. yeah. So, and David Johnson's a hell of a wide receiver. So what do we think about David Johnson? I, I haven't drafted him in any best balls or season-long drafts that I've done so far. It's June, and I've got way too many of those under my belt, but that's kind of passing the time right now. But I don't know. I've just overlooked David Johnson, but I like the system, and I like – what should be heavy volume in both the passing and the rushing game. Yeah. I'm, I think, I think everyone kind of threw him out like real quick. Like all of a sudden, two years ago, he was pretty good. Um, Last year he started off fantastic, got hurt 
did something to Cliff Kingsbury to piss him off. And then he was pretty much in the doghouse. So I, we obviously don't know what happened there. They were, it was clear they were going to trade him in some capacity, even without sending, signing Kenron, Kenyon Drake. It was very, very clear they were going to get rid of him. So I, I'm, I wish I was a fly on the wall to really see what the hell happened there. I still think he's good. I mean, I know he's a little bit older, if I'm not mistaken, probably what, towards 28, 29, 30-ish, somewhere around there at this point. He's but, 28. Yep. 28. So, yeah, I mean, obviously for running backs, unfortunately, we've seen Todd Gurley went from the best running back in the league to the next year completely almost useless. I mean, he was slightly effective on the field, but it, it is it is ridiculous. And I don't know. It's I still think he has capabilities. He catches a lot of balls, which I think is great. Um, yes, he uh, looks like he is in quicksand, so maybe he's not the most fleet of foot. But I definitely... I still think he's fantasy relevant. I still think, especially in that offense, to see what the heck's going to happen. Sean Watson's going to extend plays. He's going to get the ball. I mean, I don't know, man. It's, it's weird. It's definitely weird to say the least. And who else is in that backfield off the top of your head? I, I can't think of anybody. Duke Johnson still probably. Oh, no way. Is he? I don't. Whatever. Exactly. I don't think anyone else is in that backfield. I, I, haven't, so. I haven't done Houston yet, but. I don't know. I'm, I don't like Duke Johnson. I, I mean, he was always a stud in college and was supposed to be. Yeah. Duke Johnson's still there, says the comment. So I thought he was still there, but I don't know. I, uh, it's the Johnson brothers, let's call them that. I just don't know. I, to me, the situation's a fade because I just don't know how to handicap it. But David Johnson, if he does come back and, and look like he's young again, mm-hmm. that could be a, a game changer too for you. But at this point of the draft, there's a ton of good wide receivers. So I think if I don't, you know, once Le'Veon Bell – and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and James Conner go. That is pretty much it out mm-hmm. of the bell cow backs besides my boy, David Montgomery, who's going to have a huge year. But I think you can, as of now, you could wait another round. So you can draft a wide receiver mm-hmm. in this round three, late round three, because obviously we want, um, or round four. So mm-hmm. you can get a wide receiver here, in my opinion, but... David Montgomery is like the only I would take David Montgomery over David Johnson right now. And that sounds disgusting because how useless Montgomery has been. And it was only mm-hmm. his rookie year. So, you know, whatever. But Tariq Cohen had 105 targets last year. That is going to be cut in half. I have him projected for like 55 this year. And I got uh, Montgomery. I'll open it eventually. But I have him for like 60 targets. So he's going to get a big bump. If he's going to get that. I think he is. I, I truly believe it. I listen to local radio here. He can catch the ball. I think they just need to let him go. It's kind of that momentum thing that Tomlin talks about with James Conner. I think that's what the Bears have to do, and they have to establish a run because they did not do it last year. And and that should kind of set the pace a little bit in their game and just stop using Tariq Cohen so much. He He's good as a gadget player, but when you're using him for 50% mm-hmm. of the snaps, I, I do not see the value there at all. Yeah. It very clearly, uh, it, it didn't work last year. And I know there's a lot of other circumstances, but I, I don't know, man. It's David, I understand what you're saying about David Johnson. He got the ball a boatload. He did pretty much nothing with it. And now you're either going to have Mitch Trubisky, which I don't think so. I know Sia is still saying Mitch Trubisky is at least going to start. They're going to give him the chance. I think it's going to be Nick Foles. I don't know. I think David Johnson will be better because if you're going to get that much volume, you're going to have to be better or he's not going to be in the NFL very long. But I don't know. I wish they just kept Jordan Howard. I don't know. What? How do you feel about it? I wish. I just wish they kept Jordan Howard. He was pretty solid there. He could do his thing, right? I don't know. It worked. This, what, what's the difference between David Montgomery and Jordan Howard? Montgomery breaks tackles and he misses tackles. He's he's a loser. How many? He's not, he's how do you fat. have a three point two yards per carry or whatever it was last year and break that many tackles? Because they sucked. 
Okay, deal. Well, well, you put 11 in the box. Trubisky couldn't hit anybody. Like it, No, he couldn't. It was bad. Flying ten, he didn't even throw picks because he couldn't throw it near the defense either. It was just flying into the sideline. So it was bad. It's pretty easy to scheme against someone that inaccurate. Be like, all right, you're going to have to beat us via the run, and we're here mm-hmm. to stop it. So have fun. Or you're going to have to get three pick six to the score. So yeah, that's right. pretty much what it was for them. If their defense didn't win them a game, they weren't winning. It was it was definitely pretty bad. Going to some of the um, wide receivers being taken in this spot, just one that comes off the top of my head that I'm really interested as scrolling through. Odell Beckham is getting drafted after DJ Moore and Cooper Cup, and that is insane. 36 average ADP. Um, but in this range, right around 40-ish, we have Allen Robinson at 38. We have A.J. Brown, 38. Juju Smith-Schuster, 42. Cortland Sutton, 45. D.K. Metcalf, 48. Adam Thielen, 40 nine it looks like so we will see i'm definitely curious to see how the draft shakes out but at this point i would probably then try and snag one of these guys as you've been talking about in in this range and then kind of uh rock and roll on from there so we've spoken about most of these guys david johnson david montgomery now we're going into like just again some real weird territory uh some of these will be considered handcuffs some of these will be considered just timeshares so i'm definitely curious how you feel about this i mean raheem mostert i mean why is anyone drafting Raheem Mostert? Like, I know he was awesome at the end of last year, but we've That's seen, why. like, there's no reason to draft a running back from San Francisco at all, in my opinion. Um, but that one that high just is insane to me. I just do not get it at all. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be the same thing it was last year. Whoever the hot hand is, that team's exactly. going to run the ball a ton. So the days you get Raheem Mostert day, you know, it's going to be big. So he's going to win you weeks, but... I don't know. It's to me, I, it's all my drafts are keying on getting guys above that. And Raheem Mostert's not going to catch the ball. They don't throw the running back that often when they do. It's not him. So I'd rather, you know, if you're going to get a timeshare guy, like in a full point PPR, go with Kareem Hunt over, you know, wait mm-hmm. a little bit on Mostert, go get Kareem Hunt. Again, you could wait and get David Montgomery, J.K. Dobbins. I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily sure what I think about him yet, but I, I, that's a system I would love to get a running back in because they run the ball so much. And yep. again, we've talked about it. A couple of weeks ago with quarterbacks, I don't think that Lamar Jackson's going to run nearly as much as he did last year. So that's going to go in favor of the running backs. Damian Williams is in this range. I, I'm all about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I just, I'm reading into the draft. They wouldn't have spent a first round on him if they didn't want to mm-hmm. use him. Cam Akers, I don't know. Like, does he just jump into the RB1 role in LA, which hasn't been good? last year it wasn't good obviously the year mm-hmm. before that Gurley's great yeah. but they just didn't throw to the running back at all last year it's so weird obviously that's because Gurley wasn't healthy and they, they didn't trust Malcolm Brown to be a receiving back but I mean Cam Akers I, I like the spot if he gets actually the the bell cow role in LA I just don't think he's going to walk into it right away so it's a little more risky this is again it just all leads back to me front loading at running back and get you know you can get Allen Robinson right now like he, mm-hmm. he's fine for a wide receiver one if that if you get that much running back depth with a ton of volume. I think you're fine if Allen Robinson's your, your wide receiver one and a couple other guys you mentioned there. I already forgot some of them, but I think you're fine as long as you – but but guys are going to draft wide receivers because if you're mm-hmm. – at the end of round one, you're not getting a stud running back for the most part. So you probably took a wide receiver and then you need to get, you know, maybe Josh Jacobs as your RB1 in round two or something like that. So you're probably drafting – some guys are going to be drafting running backs in this spot. I think – I don't know, man. They're all timeshares, so it's so mm-hmm. ugly. I mean, I I would go with – I don't want Mostert. Montgomery, obviously, I talk about him enough. Kareem Hunt's fine for PPR. 
you know, if Nick Chubb went down, Kareem Hunt is a oh absolute stud. So maybe you just play that game. Like I'm cool with him getting me eight to twelve every single week with Nick Chubb on the field. But if Nick Chubb had to miss a couple games, Kareem Hunt in the, is arguably in the best running system in the NFL right now under Stefanski for fantasy points. That is. Yeah, so it's it's definitely it gets very weird very quick as we're saying. I mean, we're up to you know uh, by the time we hit around. 15 with Todd Gurley uh everything beyond that is I mean there's a couple guys that you like there's a couple guys that I like but everything beyond it, it just starts to get very weird I mean we have JK Dobbins around 60 Mark Ingram's getting drafted at around 51 so you know the the internet isn't even really clear on who who's going to be the 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 head man there I, I like JK Dobbins I think long term way yeah. more than just for this season we'll see what happens there Damian Williams I know he's got like a weird like small contract that the Chiefs kind of just got him on thankfully I mean hey could easily won the MVP. I, I think it was deserving to go to Patrick Mahomes, but at least there was an argument. Marlon Mack again, you know, John, Jonathan Taylor is already being drafted ahead of him. I know Marlon Mack got hurt last year. Cam Akers, it's kind of weird, right around 70. If he's the RB1, yeah, of course. But if not, then what the hell are we doing? You might as well just draft uh, Kareem Hunt at 72, which I think is uh, just fine. So there are a couple more. I mean, there's a couple of teams we haven't hit yet, uh, which does make this kind of interesting. So carry on Johnson. I don't know. I'm not a fan of him at all. DeAndre Swift is going much, much higher. So I think the internet thinks the same thing. Um, so before we go move on to a couple of the other guys, how do you feel about carry on Johnson? Uh, 85 overall, I guess DeAndre Swift has already gone in most drafts. Like, how do you feel about him? And I mean, he's, he was, definitely a starter the last couple of years, but what the hell now they have like 18 running backs there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, Bo Scarborough still on the team. I, I picked him up in a couple <laughs> fantasy leagues last year and he's Alabama a legend. Bo Scarborough. Right. Just a, a, he's Derrick Henry, you know, like discounted Derrick Henry. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm going to pass on carry on Johnson here. I would rather, you know, James White's going a little bit after him. Take James White. You know what you're getting out of him. You know, 8 to 12 PPR points, probably not much in a standard league unless he finds the box. Sony Michelle, I think this team's going to run the ball more than they ever have because, you know, not a rookie quarterback, but a first-year starter instead him unless they pick up somebody, you know, maybe Cam Newton or something like that. But I don't. Mm. they're still going to be run heavy if they get Cam Newton because he can't throw it. Philip Lindsay, too much of a timeshare. So I, I think your safe guys here in this carry on Johnson range is to pass on carry on Johnson. I, I think it, he, it's good if he was his price was a little bit lower because I don't think Swift is just going to jump into a starting role right away. Carry on Johnson's still good. Patricia does mm-hmm. like to run the ball. They've just always been chasing points the last couple of years. So Stafford has to chuck it all the time. If I think that team's going to be a little bit better. So they should be able to establish the run a little bit. Tariq Cohen, throw him out of your player pool. I want nothing to do with him. Daryl Henderson, again, I don't know. Like, I guess Cam Akers is the guy, but like you mm-hmm. said, the internet doesn't know because Daryl yeah. Henderson is not, or Darrell Henderson is not going too much further than Cam Akers. So everybody thinks it's a toss up. Right now in June, I would just avoid it. Um, Jordan Howard in Miami, he's a starter, right? Um, Matt Breida. Yeah, I got Breida there too. So yeah. I've always been a believer in Breida. I like him a lot. But in this range, sorry to cut you off again. No, no, no. One guy, I'm, I'm going to take a shot on Keyshawn Vaughn. Inside zone scheme in Vanderbilt, I believe, from what I've seen that offense run. I don't watch Vanderbilt games often, but I kind of just watch his tape, and it seems like they run inside zone scheme, and that's what Arians is most likely going to run, I think, if he has a running back that can do it. Obviously, Ronald Jones struggled at times, but – I would take a shot on Keyshawn Vaughn. I think he steps into a starting role, and that offense is going to move the ball with Tom Brady, Godwin, Gronk, mm-hmm. Mike Evans. 
Um, I think they're going to score a lot of points too, and they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. I've done, you know, Bovada and I think DraftKings Sportsbook. I haven't checked FanDuel yet, but they've put out the spread for every single week, weeks one through 17, and they're already out there right now. Obviously, those are subject to severe change, mm-hmm. but if you kind of want to go through there and assign totals to games, you know, and really check out like, who you want to draft, like who's going to be playing in a ton of high total games. Tampa Bay is going to be that team. They're going to be playing in a lot of games that, you know, maybe their lowest game, lowest total is going to be like 45 points. That's what I have projected for. Like always playing over a 45 point total. That's great for running backs because they're going to be scoring. That's great for wide receivers. That's great for quarterbacks. It's just a good system to get invested in. And I think Keyshawn Vaughn is going to be my guy and shout out to everybody that's in our best ball draft because I will probably be taking Keyshawn Vaughn soon, so reach on him. Keyshawn if you want to get him. <laughs> who, else, who else are you reaching on? Uh, which running back did you say earlier you're going to reach on? I kind of want to make sure yeah. I reach a little because I don't have any running backs right now, so I might yeah, need to grab get, one. And... Keyshawn Vaughn soon because all right, uh, there's I'll the make more sure you do. everybody's like we're saying everybody's drafting running backs because they go mm-hmm. like hotcakes, and and once you miss out, you're you better have some big time wide receivers and tight ends in the best ball league because you're not going to get you know the touchdown equity out of running backs if you're missing them. It's definitely going to be interesting. Um, one that, that I do, I'm I'm really curious, again, just to go a little deeper on it, Darius Geis, he was supposed to be fantastic. He's on that Redskins team, which is bad. He gets hurt twice now, I think. Uh, we know a little bit about the Redskins medical staff with Trent Williams, with Alex Smith, maybe not the best in the world. I don't know. Like, who, who else is there? I know Adrian Peterson, if I'm not mistaken, is still there, but at yeah. some point, at some point, man, you're going to have to stop giving him the ball and just see what you have in Darius Geis, right? I mean, towards the end of the year, I know he got a couple more carries. I think this year they're going to kind of, you know, unleash, for lack of a better term, and see what they can do with him. Like, how are, how do you feel about him, and what are the potential, like, what's the boom-bust potential, I guess, especially at the, I think, 85 ADP, what we're looking at on this sheet right here. Like, what, no, how do you call. feel about it there? Great call. Darius Geis should arguably be... Not necessarily bell cow because AP is still going to get yeah. his, but Darius guys is their RB one. He's he pr- had some really big weeks towards the end of last year. And we know this team's defense is very much improved. They should, you know, be pretty stingy on defense and keep games close. And they do not want to get to a shootout with anybody with Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins. No chance that offensive line, no chance. So I do have Darius guys projected for a lot of carries. I'm just having a very hard time with his receiving upside. Uh, I'm not done with Washington yet either. And ever say I'm changing stuff every day as we work through the 80 model that we'll talk about later in the future. But I like Darius guys. I think that's a really good call. We kind I've personally overlooked him. I haven't taken him in any, I think maybe one draft I did take him in on the uh, NFFC, but other than that, I've kind of just faded him and, and waited for a guy like James white or something, because as you mm-hmm. all know, from me talking today, I'm loading up on running backs early. So I don't necessarily ever need a guy like Darius guys, but for those that get the the later end round one picks and can't get McCaffrey, Saquon, Zeke, Kamara, Delvin Cook, Derrick Henry, whatever, maybe you this you're looking for your RB two or your RB three and your flex. I'm always flex the running back type of player. That's just who I am in fantasy. I think Darius guys is a perfect fit for that type of thing, and you know what you're going to get out of him if he's healthy. If Again, he's healthy, that's the case for. Everybody. I don't know. Do we really? Do we really know what we're going to get out of him? He he's never been healthy in the NFL. How do we really know at all what we're going to get? I well the volume the volume's going to be there. This okay. team's going to run the ball a lot. I think they're going to be a team that runs it at least twenty five times a game, assuming he gets sixty five percent of the work. Maybe you know mm-hmm. that's fifteen to twenty carries, depending on the game script that week. I, I don't think you're getting that with any other guys in this area. Maybe Kashawn Vaughn, 
But after that, everybody here's in a dead timeshare. If not, yep. they're the, the back end of the, the mm-hmm. timeshare. And Darius Geis is on the front end of what shouldn't be a timeshare. Maybe a little bit of AP, but if you're looking for a guy that's going to get your 15 carries a game, I think Darius Geis is that guy in this range. I like that. And I think, yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with you there. I think he's the one that has the biggest upside, I think, if that makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. as you said, everybody else is either in the timeshare at this point or they're the the other man in the timeshare. They're not even the guy that would probably be getting that 65 to 70% of the carries in that sense. And, you know, I think it is pretty funny. James White and Sony Michelle pretty much going back to back, which does make me laugh a little bit. But as you said, throw Tariq going out, I don't think it makes sense to have a gadget. I mean, every I saw him get way overdrafted last year and he kind of oh. just sucked. So that was pretty funny. Um, Madison is going around 120. It looks like on this sheet, right? With Jordan Howard, 121 ish. When, when you're yeah, good, good as he should. I mean, you keep talking about him, man. You're going to ruin this for everybody. But when you're when you're looking at now, we're essentially looking at handcuffs, as we said. This second, this second uh, half of the the other half of the timeshare, the other person within the timeshare. And we actually, Zach, did shoot us a question a couple minutes ago. I think this is a good time to ask it. With Todd Gurley, I mean, he is going to be in a timeshare. Like we know that. Um, how do you feel about Ito Smith? And how do you feel about Ito Smith in case Todd Gurley goes down for the season, which is absolutely a potential. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we saw Brian Hill come in the day that Devonta Freeman couldn't play, and he didn't do anything. So I don't think Atlanta's run scheme is very good ever since Shanahan. Shanahan I mm-hmm. used to live in a town called Shanahan, so that's funny. Um, since Kyle Shanahan left, that, that running game has not been the same. Devonta Freeman is just a very good player, and they kept him on the field all the time. So you got fantasy points because he'd make a lot of catches, and he'd score some touchdowns. He's gone. So Edo Smith – I don't mind it if you think Atlanta is going to be competitive. I think they should be. You know, they, they love to throw the ball and get into shootouts. I don't know why their defense is so damn bad. I feel like they should try to keep the opposing team's offense off the field often when they're playing a high-scoring team, and this whole NFC South is going to be high-scoring. So I don't think that bodes well for Atlanta. But if Edo Smith is the guy, I think they signed Gurley with, you know, they're, they're going to run him until he can't move anymore, in my yeah. opinion. I don't yep. think he's in the timeshare, but I don't know how long he lasts because I do trust McVay. Like, he kept him off the field so much last year. Something's obviously wrong, but did see that video on Twitter of Todd Gurley with his bad knee, like, squat or uh, leg pressing a shit ton of weight. Looked like a lot. Weighed more than probably every item I have in this, uh, in this apartment here, but mm-hmm. – he looks strong doing leg press, but I don't know what if he, you know, he takes a helmet to that knee that doesn't have any cartilage mm-hmm. left in it. That's got to hurt. I have a terrible knee too. So Todd, I feel you buddy. Um, but I don't take helmets to the knee. So yeah, I should be good sitting on the couch watching football and getting mad at guys that don't score points. Like uh, we all like to do, but I don't know. I don't, I don't like Edo Smith, but they obviously he's going to get tick if Gurley's mm-hmm. hurt. So if you, I'd put it this way, if you like their system and you think they're going to score points, Edo Smith is fine because he's very late in drafts. So it's not like he's, you know, if you draft him, it's going to hurt you at all. Mm-hmm. Cause you probably could just cut yeah. him and not lose anything. So I don't mind that. I, I think I'd maybe take a shot on somebody else that is more likely has like a, a path to playing time. Maybe that's mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde 10 picks later down here, but obviously Edo's not even going, but, I don't know. It's a really good question, Zach. That, that one's tough. Um, if you get Gurley, get Ito. Let's put it that way. Because yeah. you obviously invested in Gurley. Just you invest in the Atlanta running back system if you do that. So yeah, that one's kind of I wouldn't draft Ito as a one-off. I'd get him as Gurley's backup. 
Yeah. And, and so I, I do appreciate that. It's a great answer. And thank you again, Zach, for the question. And I guess, so again, just going back to, I guess, the original question, when you're looking at handcuffs, I mean, like, you know, Saquon is going in the top two, but Wayne Gallman is nowhere to be found on this list of running backs, right? Like, it's just so interesting to me to see who is worthy of being handcuffed and who is not. Um, so it's always just interesting to me. So I guess when you're looking at these teams you're looking at these players on who to kind of grab like are you or do you handcuff other people's running backs because sometimes i do that because i think it's funny one and sometimes it works so how do you kind of go about that philosophy when you're drafting especially super late we're already assuming you got wide receiver five down you have your qb2 you're good to go you probably grab one or two tight ends at this point so now you're kind of just filling in those couple last spots what are you looking to do with those last few especially when it comes to the running back position that's a great question absolutely great question to me like I, I get Saquon every year in my main league. He's my keeper. So it's not like I just go keep drafting him every time mm-hmm. we get to keep one guy. Um, So I keep him every year. I have not handcuffed him once because that I don't think, no, I, I know New York is not a running system. It's just Saquon's that good. So it's like, it's not plug and play mm-hmm. with golf. I think he had one good game last yeah, year. but other against like, the Red I did, I did, Yeah. I did not miss it at all. I missed Saquon, but I didn't miss the New York running system. So to me, if you get a good running back, in a good system, you absolutely have to handcuff Zeke. Absolutely get Pollard. Like that is the value. If you get Zeke, you need to maybe reach around and get Tony Pollard because that offensive line's so good. Historically, that running game is so good. McCarthy's not dumb. He's going to run the ball too. I know we talked about him being pass heavy, but you know, with Kamara, Latavius Murray had some really big games last year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Latavius Murray, uh, Derrick Henry. I don't even know who Tennessee's backup is. It's uh, <laughs> It was Deion Lewis. Now he's yeah, on the Giants, if I'm not mistaken. I, uh, I haven't done the AFC projections yet either, so I don't necessarily know who uh, Derrick Henry is being spelled by, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I, it depends who it is. If they drafted a rookie or something like that, I already forgot all this because I've just been staring at other stuff. But like Joe Mixon, I don't think it's a system there either. It's more of just him being a freak talent. He's kind of the Saquon thing, so I wouldn't necessarily handcuff him. Aaron Jones, yeah, handcuff with Dylan. I, I mean, I don't think Jamal Williams is ever going to be the first or second down back there. He's more of a passing guy. But if Aaron Jones goes down, I think A.J. Dillon's their first and second down back for sure. Handcuff him. Chubb, obviously, if you if I would draft Hunt I mean, regardless. So because yeah. that's a system thing. I want a piece of Stefanski's running game. So if I can get Hunt and the price is right, I'll take Hunt regardless of Chubb. If I have Chubb, I'm likely to reach on Nick, uh, Kareem Hunt because – I want the bell cow of that offense and there may not be one until one of them gets mm-hmm. hurt, but I want yeah. one. So that's kind of the thing with me, Miles Sanders. I would definitely take who's like, I should have the depth charts up. I'm sorry, but Miles Sanders, take, uh, Boston Scott is behind him. Yeah. So hopefully they get, I mean, Boston Scott had some really big games towards the end of last year or maybe one or two, at least I know he was like a Against huge Giants, showdown. Yeah. yeah. A huge showdown slate guy. I would take, you know, if they get Devonta Freeman for sure, that that's a system I want a piece of. The Chargers, I want nothing to do with. I talked about that. Arizona, for sure, go get uh, Edmonds. I think if Drake ever goes down, I mean, they were kind of just going back and forth. The second that Chase Edmonds came mm-hmm. in there for David Johnson, that running game started going for some reason. So maybe mm-hmm. like Thomas Falk said in our chat, <laughs> David Johnson was just slow, so they need to do something else and go to Edmonds. And then when Evans got hurt, Drake came in, stole the show. So it's a good system. Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think that's a Ooh. good running system. It just depends. You know, it's never going to be Jalen Richard if Josh Jacobs goes down. Yeah. So you kind of got to look at it that way. Jacksonville. I don't necessarily 
think I want a piece of anything, but Ryquel Armstead, I do like his college tape. I liked him last year. I did draft Leonard Fournette last year, and I did handcuff him with Ryquel Armstead because I think they're just going to run the ball a ton and dump mm-hmm. the ball off a ton. Denver, good running system again. So Yeah, it's two there, yeah. That's not even yeah, a handcuff. Yeah, and Royce Freeman's still on the roster too, so you <laughs> could you can get him too, but I would never draft a third a third guy in a yeah. time share there. But yeah, Atlanta, I'm only getting Edo if I get Gurley. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis, get anyone you can. If if you like Taylor, you're gonna have to pay a big price for him. But I'm fine if you go get Marlon Mack because I think he's gonna be their goal line back to start because that's pretty much his job to lose. He was so good last year. You can't just tell him he's done. Mm-hmm. Nate Hines is probably the pass catching back unless you know they want Taylor to kind of move into that role before he gets going as a first and second down back of their future. Uh, Buffalo, great running system. Get him at Singletary and Zach Moss, but they're going to split time, so it's not mm-hmm. like you're handcuffing necessarily. Le'Veon Bell with the Jets. Oh, perfect. Uh, does Le'Veon Bell have a chance to do anything with Gates as his head coach uh, from <laughs> yeah. a, a Twitch user is asking us? I mean, I don't think no. so. I think Gates sucks, and I don't think uh, Le'Veon Bell is really that great anymore, unfortunately. He was fun while it lasted, but as we saw, pretty much you plug and play anybody in that Steelers offense, and they're fantastic. Yeah, but Le'Veon Bell's now RB19 on the board. Last year, he was like RB5, RB6. Yeah. So you're getting a much bigger discount on mediocre Le'Veon Bell uh, production, but he's going to be used in the passing game like he always has been. So the floor is safe with Bell. I, I'm never a Le'Veon Bell guy when, once he got out of Pittsburgh, but I think at this price, I like it a lot more than last year. Obviously, when he was a top 10 back, now he's arguably the 20th back off the board. Mm-hmm. For a guy that's not going to leave the field. That's pretty good value. I don't think I'd handcuff him though, because again, like they said, Gase, he's awful. So <laughs> Sia says Le'Veon Bell for the win. I I don't know. I think he's whatever. Being what does FTW mean? Does it mean for, for the win? win. And I, okay. I'm pretty sure Sia. I hope Sia is being facetious. So we'll see yeah. there. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, this was this was fantastic as always. Really, just kind of rolling through these. I mean, the last couple. I mean, we have Jamal Williams, AJ Dillon going right after each other. Uh, Justin Jackson, you know, looking after, I think Justin Jackson's going super, super late. If you're going to take, uh, Austin Eckler and get, and Justin Jackson's not going till 170th overall, that just seems way too late in my opinion. Cause I think there were some people that thought last year that, uh, oh, see ya. Oh, so see ya. I too- agree with you. He said, Le'Veon really? Bell stopped up. Yes. Because the price is so down. Well, I guess at 19. Yeah. But yeah, I'm hundred percent. that good? That. No, yeah. no okay. it's not that good. I guess but the floor is there. The value. floor is there. That's what we it's yeah, the value. The He's going to catch the ball. Right. He gets a lot. Yes. See a value, value, value. We know um, he is going to get a <laughs> lot of touches. He's going to catch the ball a lot. So I do think there's an opportunity there. And I mean, it doesn't help when your team starts out, what, like one and seven, it doesn't help when you're working with the third string running back for three or four games, whatever it was. So I, I think last year he wasn't as bad. I actually took the over on his yards. I think it was around like 1200 total, if I'm not mistaken. So I would have taken slight over to scare Jay. Um, but he definitely, We'll, we'll see. I'm I'm excited. See, it says revamped line. Let's I don't know, revamp. They, it here. Uh, I, I've better, never but been not now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just want to reiterate the answer to your question. When you're drafting these type of guys, all the you know, Rashad Penny's, Anthony McFarland's, great pick. If you have James Conner, great pick. If you don't have James Conner, draft guys these late running backs that are in really good systems, mm-hmm. and that's something that we will have on Win Daily this year. We're going to rank the systems. So that'll be fun for pre-draft season long. I know we've usually been very strong on DFS, but we're going to try to appeal to the season long league this year as well, because that is 
what made DFS. If there was never mm-hmm. season long interest, yep. there would never be DFS. So I want to get back to the basics and start helping out everybody in the fantasy community, especially in football. So I will have my system rankings up a little right up on each one. Again, you know, a system to stay away from unless you get the bell cow of that, you know, like Saquon Barkley, stay away from New York's running Mm -hmm. game unless you get Barkley. Obviously, you know, I want nothing to do with Gallman. Keep reiterating the same thing, but that's, it's so important to invest in a system that produces fantasy points and running back production because that leads to fantasy points. That leads to money. That's what I think you were going to say. That leads to winning. And what are we trying to do? We're trying to win daily, man. So, Nick, this is fantastic. See ya. Thank you for hopping in and uh, giving us a little little juice at the end. He is fully aboard the McFarland train. Uh, and then he wants me to scream all aboard. But I'm not I'm not going to do it. I won't give him the pleasure. See and I will be chatting tomorrow on the show tonight. If you're listening on the podcast, we're going to be talking a lot of DFS stuff. But, Nick. Always appreciate you coming on, man. This was an absolute blast. Next week, we'll be doing wide receivers. And again, Odell Beckham at 36 overall is, is Ooh, scary damn. weird. Seeing it. Yeah, at 36, of course. But uh, Nick, where can everyone find you on the internet? Sticks Picks, baby. S-T-I-X-P-I-C-K-S. And I appreciate everybody tuning in. We had a lot of engagement on the comments. It's a lot mm-hmm. of fun. Receivers are going to be a lot of fun to talk about because there are so many receivers in so many different ways you can go in your in your drafts this year, waiting on receiver, going up on receiver. We'll talk about all the different ways you kind of orchestrate your draft with the wide receiver. Like we have, we've done it for every position, kind yep. of talk about both ends of the spectrum. If you fade them early, if you grab them early, it's really cool to talk about, especially in June, because you can get a lot of value in best ball drafts and season long drafts anywhere on the internet, or just reach out to me directly. If you want to start a league, more than happy to do that anytime. Or I'll just give you some recommendations on, you know, the best bang for your buck and the safest companies that protect your money and, and use encrypted payments and stuff like that. Because obviously the Internet's a sketchy these days. So. My goodness, you know everything. And yeah, just hop into the Discord too. Discord chat is free right now, especially if you want to hop in and talk to Nick a little bit about some NFL and just kind of pick his brain a little bit. He's got all, don't worry, we are working on something. And by we, I mean, I'm simply finding very easy, easily <laughs> obtainable statistics so that Nick can work his magic when it comes to all these magic. He said the 80 model that we're working on, it's kind of sure. fun. We'll see what happens. So that should be fun. But for Nick Brettwish, for Sia, who was hopping in the comments, for Zach, who was also in the comments, we appreciate you, Mr. Falk as well. I'm Michael Rosillo. You can Which, find me oh, at- Which is in our draft. Yep, sorry. Who Sorry, was just Twitch 44 here? He's, oh, uh, yeah. What's up, buddy? We appreciate him, him yeah, hating out of Gase. I'm, I'm on that train as well. <laughs> but uh, for Nick, I'm Michael Raziel at Michael Raziel 1. Hope you make it a profitable day, everybody.